All right. Hey, yo, ready for some podcast? <laughs> Nice to see you've decided to join us here on the Downloadable Content Podcast. Just over here with a brush of cadmium yellow is Fox Lee. I'm a happy little accident. Sitting over there under that lovely autumnal tree, holding his own brushes in both hands, it's Jeb Branch. Happy little accident is my OK Keep It profile name. And I'm here just to help guide you through as we all get to know the joy of podcasting here. I'm Talon Lee. Is that Southern? No. Okay, just check it. What, no, what were you trying boss. to do? <laughs> I was trying to do a gentle oh, voice, nice. nice person. That's all. I wasn't really trying to be Bob Ross proper. You got more and more southern, which is quite interesting. Started drawing a bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I've drawled all down my front. Oh, oh, terrible. Oh. <laughs> more north, more north. <laughs> Are y'all ready for some football? Let's go to Tim Hortons, eh? <laughs> Not that far north. Hey, Fox, what have you been playing this week? <laughs> oh, crapple. Yeah, fair enough then. Hey, Jeff, uh, what have you... Oh, 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 no, no, you do want to be part of the yeah, podcast. Yeah. Oh, so you do want to be part of the conversation. Look, I will turn this podcast right around. <laughs> Talon's job. <laughs> not used to Jeb being the disapproving parent. Anyway, you had something to share with the class? Well, not really. <laughs> I was going to say, I haven't been playing a lot of game because I've been doing game dev again, because I've been working on art and design and layout and whatnot for Talon's card game concept, which has been very exciting. Yes, it's been amazing. Uh, they, they look incredible. I've been retweeting them every time they come up. <laughs> yeah, we, we have a game about a high school girls fencing club, basically. And by fencing, we mean anime fencing. And by <laughs> that we mean fake swords but you know real stupidness <laughs> do, do, are there are there are there cards for like special fencing moves with ridiculous names <laughs> there's no ridiculous names unfortunately but they are effectively meant to be ridiculous names yes there's no there's no like rose petal slash or anything like that <laughs> there's actually the cards are all nameless right now that one's free by the way <laughs> We'll have to pay you for future creative input. <laughs> no, the, the premise of the game as a setting is that it's a group of girls, each one of whom goes to a different school, and they want to be part of a fencing club, but their school doesn't have one. So they've all come together to form this out-of-school... Underground fencing club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're tough and cool. Punk fencing. It's the way they fence out on the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't let the man get involved in our fencing club. <laughs> The uh, the card game in question is a very simple bluffing game, but yeah, Fox has breathed an enormous amount of life and character into the cards. It's wonderful to watch. I like drawing pretty ladies. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, and the other thing I've been doing is I'm on my second playthrough of Rune Factory 4. Otherwise known as Giving Dragons Pancakes. Well, I had to play Girlside version as well. <laughs> Though I am doing so in the disguise of a boy, because as I think I said on the podcast before, I do not like the female character's design. She is over-designed and has creepy things hanging off the nipples of her breastplate, which disturbs me a lot. They are kind of amazing. It's like it's like a beer dispenser. Yes! <laughs> the strangest fucking thing. I don't know what makes you think, well, you know, this, this costume design is almost complete, but there's nothing indicating where the nipple should be in a way that makes them look like easy access openers. What the fuck? Time to put pop tops on the... <laughs> yeah, that is some weird shit. Anyway, so there, there is an order you can unlock when you've gotten through a certain point in the game where you can take on the appearance of the other main character. Which is why I played through as the male main character first. So I could unlock that for my other save file. Ah. Anyway, so now I'm romancing Monster Boys. Because that's the hard part. The male love interests are a much higher caliber than the female ones. <laughs> you know, the girls 
are okay. I don't hate any of them, but none of them do it for me except the one who looks like a long-haired saber and she's like a cool night lady. Though her her big pre-marriage drama thing that they all have, her one of those is just bullshit. In a way, it's what I expected, and in another way, it's like, wait, what the fuck is going on here? We all saw the clear way this should have ended, and what the hell? Should, should I just go ahead and spoil this? I don't know if any of the listeners cares about this. Look, hey, if you don't want to hear about Forte's marriage requirements, mute this for about a minute. <laughs> Anyway, there's this plot about how the reason she became a knight in the first place is because her dying mother made her swear to protect her little brother and yada yada, whatever. And the plot thread comes up that she wasn't really supposed to be allowed to be a knight, but she was allowed because her dad had the title and he died, but their parents died, tragically. Um, And she was sort of supposed to be replaced by her little brother, except he's a total puss. He's lovely, by the way. Um, and the, the, you know, the king sends them a letter that's like, ah, you must duel so we can be sure that the, the boy isn't of the right age to take over from the sister, you know, because if he beats you, he should definitely be the knight on account of penis. You need it for jousting. And, okay, so as the person playing this, you're like, that guy, really? (laughs) The little kid? That guy? And so there's this tension of, you know, how, how can I duel my brother when he's the thing I became a knight to protect? And you're thinking, okay, I see how this ends. We, we have the tournament, we go to the tournament, and she makes a speech about how that's crap and that's not what knights do, and... And, you know, throws down her sword and does the noble thing and proves herself worthy of the knighthood. No, she just shakes him? Apparently the resolution is not. She's just gonna, she gonna fucking cut him down in a duel and go, no! Nice! I like it. <laughs> fucking get wrecked, little brother. Get wrecked. Oh, no. <laughs> just, just rides fast out here, my horse going, eat it, nerd! <laughs> PvP me in the backyard right now. And somehow this is the the result of the conclusion of all her, you know, oh, I I find out how my parents feel before they died, and, you know, I I find the diary (laughs) entry that my mother made in her dying days that talks about how much she cares about her children and how important it is that they protect each other. And somehow the resolution of all of this is clearly the thing I should do is kick my brother's (laughs) ass. Just fucking get owned. Just fucking 1v1 me. Justin, kid. It's not, there's not even a fight scene, there's just, it pans up and it pans back down and he's on the floor. <laughs> That's great, I love it. <laughs> you do not impede the guys of war. <laughs> it's like, no one stands before me, no one stands in my way. <laughs> Clearly is the resolution of our feelings about how we need to protect each other. I have to crush you. <laughs> because I'm Hulk Hogan, apparently. We're best friends, so I have to own you. You have to remember your place, brother. <laughs> Look, I ain't letting no no little nerd take my place. I worked my ass off for this own. (laughs) (laughs) On a a related note, if I could just show one more thing in before we let Jeb say stuff. (laughs) Jeb is saying a lot of stuff. A lot of really funny stuff. That's why Jeb. (laughs) But go on. Um, that, it, it did lead me to one really frustrating thing, which is, basically, all the love interests have the same wedding dress. And that shits me off. That, because the love yeah. interests are the night lady, the, uh, whimsical, uh, you know, manic pixie dream girl, Lolicon, mm. uh, the stylish gothy lady who walks around wearing a top hat, uh, the elf bard who's kind of, has little concept of personal space and has this weird kind of friendly intimacy with you all the time, in a way that makes her, like, not a standard bishojo, which is actually kind of interesting. Oh, I see. These pockets are for your use only. <laughs> and the uh, butler in training who appears to have narcolepsy. Oh, and, and I mean that as like that. It does appear that she has a condition. Oh, it's kind of nice to, for them to do it. You know, not to that. I mean, it, it is mostly played for laughs. Don't get me wrong. And she also has this constant memory loss thing going on. Oh, so geez. honestly, yeah, I was not comfortable romancing her. So I'm like, yeah, I don't. 
said no. I'm just no. You know what? No. But they all anyway, wear the same dress. And they all wear basically the same freaking dress, which is also basically the same as the female main character's wedding dress. And that really shat me off. They could have done something really interesting with those, and they just didn't. The thing is with the butler lady, her, her storyline is that um, uh, she had to promise her dying parents that she would become a butler in place for her little brother. And at the end of it all, she had to murder him before he could become <laughs> her replacement butler. I have no idea what her extended plotline is. I assume there's some drama in it, but she's... Like, I've discovered no elements connected to her, really. She just seems to exist in this little bubble. I have no fucking idea what they're going to do with her. I think she's going to go and own that night lady's little brother. <laughs> I just had this vision of this game where every plot res- resolves where the night lady's brother gets owned now. <laughs> I'm Kiel. He's really very sweet. <laughs> Get over, Kiel. <clears throat> so, hey, Jeb, what have you been playing this week? <sighs> well, uh, last week I started playing Final Fantasy XIV, uh, uh, Rome Reborn. And yeah. so now I'm still playing Final Fantasy XIV, A Rome Reborn. That's a good thing, though. That that says something good about the game. <laughs> it's, well, I had to pay money for it, so I'm going to keep playing it. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> but no, it's, 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 it's an MMO. Uh, it's, a, it's a stylish, modern take on the MMO formula. It's it's still very formulaic, but it has enough nostalgia to keep it going. To you know, <laughs> this is oh, this is kind of neat. Oh, uh, the music is stellar. It's like oh, when I when I use the fast travel system, of course it plays the Chocobo theme while I'm riding the <laughs> Chocobo. Yeah, you're, as one does. It's it's <laughs> it's it's very well versed in what it is, and it doesn't really try to be anything more than that. And it's. It's kind of delightful. I like that you don't have to level up alt characters. You don't? No. No, you just change jobs. You just change your job and you level oh. up the class. But you you get levels faster. The oh. higher the higher your 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 highest level is, like your highest job level is, when you level up a, a lower level job, that gets bonus experience. So you don't have to like re- No, wait a minute. Hmm? Uh, okay, you said alt characters at the beginning, right? right? Yeah. Are you telling me that you level up the job for all characters on your account? You only need one. Okay. No, no, see, no, I don't. <laughs> I need many, because I don't want my sissy little mage boy to be a knight. I want my cool knight lady to be a knight. No, but there's yeah, a consumable that's... item that lets you change your everything about your character. No, because no, I'm not changing the character, that's the thing. Like, well, you I... can you can level up alts if you want. Like, there's absolutely nothing stopping you, so... I think I've mentioned it before that I had, like, 40-something City of Heroes characters when that game closed down, and that's... You know, that's how I approach MMOs. I don't. It's not about you can play this class. It's about you can make this person. Um, so yeah, just just changing classes and even like using a magic thing to change appearance and character name and race and all that junk does not scratch that same itch. You can you can definitely create uh, alts, but you don't have to in order to have different classes and different jobs. And uh, you can even customize your character the more jobs that you have on them because you get cross-class abilities too like um and they're designed to interact with one another yeah um like the the first the first class i leveled up was lancer and like the the basic ability of that feint which is an attack that applies slow can be used by i think every other melee class archer gives a bunch gives a bunch of different abilities like and a like a buff that gives um an attack boost and an attack that applies venom I think like I think like cure can be used by anybody. Yeah, I remember you can like mix in skills from other jobs mm-hmm. into the one you're currently using. Mm-hmm. I think it's every which is great. Every like, like ten I... levels or so, or you get an additional slot for for skills. I don't wish to impugn that at all. Like that's a great idea. Um, 
And I have no problem with, like, you know, I don't know which melee combat class or whatever I want to play on this character, so... I'll just learn them all. <laughs> you know, I, I'm gonna add skills from this one and that. Yeah, that, that's cool and stuff. I just, I still very much feel the need to have alts. As long as there's, like, anything in the game that interests me, either visually or narratively. Like, well, it's gorgeous, I, so, I mean, the, the game yeah, is fucking beautiful. I have three... Uh, giant melee combat women in that game because I liked the I what are the big strong ones called again? Faintly green. Uh, in, well, there's blue ones and there's like gold ones. In what? In Final Fantasy. Rogadin, Rogadin, Rogadin. Yeah, yeah. So I made one of each of them because I like both the the variants, and then I made a Highlander human as well. I'm like, yeah, they're pretty good. She can look fairly cut. Um, and and then of course I made a cat girl who's actually a cat boy because the cat boys weren't gully enough. Damn it. <laughs> Which That's is impressive. how I roll. Which is impressive. Well, it, the, the problem is, if you compare them to the cat girls, they look positively manly. <laughs> I, I have an Elvan. I think it's called Elvan. It's an elf. But he's very pretty. He has very beautiful hair. Yeah, they're okay. I, I didn't play any of them myself because I kind of thought their heads were too small and they looked a bit weird in proportion. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's why I. That's why I gave. Went, that's why I gave him very voluminous right. hair. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Jeff. Well done, Jeb. I didn't forget anyone else playing them. Oh, yeah, I made one of the little guys as well. The laugh and potato? Yeah. They're just fucking <laughs> cool as tanks. Potatoes. I love the idea. I, I made basically a, a uh, well, a potato-sized saber. <laughs> <laughs> just love the idea of the super serious tiny night woman going, Grr, take me seriously, you bastards. There's a, there is one thing in the Final Fantasy XIV universe that occasionally throws a rod in my mind in that you do find a couple of pieces of junk in the early game which refer to things as uh, Lalafell-sized or Lalafell-style items. Mm-hmm. And that got me thinking, like, what can you buy that's Lalafell-style? Like, okay, you can buy Lalafell socks because they're really tiny. You buy Lalafell. I think it... every item of clothing or accessory, I yeah. mean, there's, like, no bit of a Lalafell that's the same size as the big races. Yeah, and then it got me, then it made me realize, Lalafell pornography. No. No, just, just like the pornography that Lalafell have, that, that they share amongst themselves, that's fine. It's just the image of these tiny little porno magazines that are just smaller than all of them. <laughs> dick. That's all I got. <laughs> As you were, Jeb. <laughs> well, I can't top. I, I can't top that. So <laughs> I want like a Lalafell table setting, so you have tiny Lalafell sized chairs you can throw at people. <laughs> Flipping tiny tables. Flipping tiny tables. Ah, I'm the worst. I want to see a. I want to see a Lalafell bar fight now. <laughs> you know that in Cataclysm. I want to see that with full size bars. In Cataclysm, there is one of the quests involves starting a bar fight between gnomes and goblins. Gnomes and dwarves. I really gnomes and goblins. Right. Yes. And your reward mm. for doing that quest was the ability to start the barred fight up whenever you wanted. Yeah. Also some XP, so you did it. I did put some good stuff in Cataclysm. Yeah. <laughs> Are we all in the same boat there? Yeah. I don't know if this has come up on the podcast before, but Cataclysm was the first time I considered WoW to be enjoyable. And then they went, well, Cataclysm was clearly a mistake. And I went, ah! Cataclysm did nothing wrong. Cataclysm died for your sins, WoW player base. <laughs> I actually like Mr. Pandaria, so... Mr. Pandaria is beautiful. Um, from... I wish Mr. Pandaria had been at, like, level six. <laughs> like, if, if that had been the opening experience of the game, you know, running around in the beautiful countryside and, and collecting vegetables and bringing pandas their lunch, it would be a wonderful opening to a game. I, I found that in Cataclysm's case, the, the core game experience, the thing I liked doing was five-man tanking in the heroic dungeons that we were being told, oh, no, these are too hard for most people to handle. I loved that experience. I loved doing that over and over again. And Pandaria is beautiful. Pandaria is, you know, got a lot of interesting stuff in it. I don't want to say that Pandaria is bad. It's just Ooh, the hunter pets. that core experience I had in Cataclysm that I really loved it, that wasn't there anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. They, it, they don't took that away. And that's, 
I understand that, that was because that experience wasn't liked by everyone, but it does make me go, oh, the Pandaria is really beautiful. Because of, <laughs> it because is it's of super mis- pretty, and I love monks, don't get me because wrong. Because of Mists of Pandaria, <laughs> someone was able to reach level cap in World of Warcraft without ever joining the Horde Alliance. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's... I... That's really cool, but I wouldn't take that as a reason to like Mr. Pandaria because it's not intended, and I'm actually really fucking bitter about Mists because they went, well, we're going to have a neutral faction, and then you have to choose because <laughs> the balance is law! We must have the conflict! War must never changes! <laughs> Speaking of war must never changes, what's coming out in a week? Oh no! Is that coming out already? Goodbye, Jeb. <laughs> yeah, Jeb is vibrating. Wow. Listen, you may have heard a hum on the podcast. That's Jeb vibrating slowly. <laughs> it comes out on the 10th. Yep. Wow, it seems like did did they announce it like ages ago and I just didn't no. know, or is this there's been a pretty tight they announced it months ago. announcement in the release? They they announced they announced it. I think it, it not at E three was it E three? It was E three. It, it was, was officially big... announced, but like it had been theorized cool. for like a year or two before that. Or is it just that I've gotten used to things where they announce a game like two, three fucking years before it comes out? Just, oh, we're totally gonna do thing. I'll go push back. That's oh, Kickstarter. Oh, go push back. Oh, come on. Like, okay. The, the fucking big... no, that's not Kickstarter. That's like everything. Did Did you hear about Persona Five? By the way. <laughs> well, Beginner's Guide. You know, it, the the time between Beginner's Guide being announced and released was two days. That yeah. was great. <laughs> that That's a little different. Like uh, Indian AA release times are are a different beast. Well, I was gonna say it's like yeah, that's entwined. The the Sony one that they get up the, the last year they got up the console. Uh, at the E3 show, and, they say, and here's a new game that's coming out. As in, now it's out, it's out. Go, go play it. <laughs> that's that's a pretty smart publicity stunt, actually. I think a lot of people would be like, "Well, shit, I'm at least going to go and have a look." If Half Life Three honestly... ever comes out, that's how it's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> because Valve can do that. They can just oh, they can just uh, yeah. they can just go up, you know, E3 packs, whatever. They just have their little presentation or whatever, and they say, "Oh, by the way, Half Life Three is out now." Okay, bye. No, they wouldn't even announce it. They'd just be like, oh, by the way, you might find something interesting on Steam. You should go <laughs> to if, your computer that's device. That's in Valve Canadian. <laughs> go to your computer device. Now. Go to Steam. <laughs> now. Oh, We've what's that there? We've added some exciting new titles to Steam. Oh, oh. It would be worth your time to go and check out what's available. Or just Instagramming a picture of Gabe Newell holding up three fingers. <laughs> Somehow holding up three middle fingers. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> if they did that as a troll. But, yeah, the... the um. Half-Life 4 is... Half-Life 4? Wait, we're way in the future now. Fallout 4 is coming out on the 10th. It's more likely than... uh, Half-Life 4 coming out is more likely than Half-Life 3 coming out. Yes! (laughs) Certainly more likely than Half-Life 2 Episode 3. Jump a number. That would just be fantastic. Half-Life 2 Episode 4, of course. By the way, I fucking... fucking love that as a programming story that the reasoning for windows 10 <laughs> it's just it's easier code wise <laughs> oh god do we do we want to do we want to poke the windows 90 x beast no <laughs> we want to walk around it and leave it asleep and we will never speak to it again just dance around the edge i think that's great honestly oh, that's so good. it's like yeah, okay like absolutely. this makes this makes you know compatibility with with windows 90 x programs which was flaky enough to begin with <laughs> so much better <laughs> Yeah. Yep. I, I like it in every way. It's so, and it's just, it's a level of honesty you don't normally get out of that tier like, of development. We didn't like, see this yeah, coming, shit, so. This is just what made sense. Fuck it. This is our best answer. <laughs> fuck it, that'll stuff. do. I think we've talked about this. <laughs> That's my aesthetic. <laughs> Anything else, Jeb, you've been playing this week? Uh, besides Spooky Bonus, which remains the spookiest of bonuses. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to go and get that, but I was so preoccupied with Yuri Duelists. Mm. Damn. Uh, as for me, um, 
I admit, I have been playing a lot of the Swindle. Um, it's the, my semester finished. I handed in all my assignments. And immediately thereafter, I was like, you have a day to do whatever you want. And I just played a bunch of the Swindle. <laughs> Should I poke Hotline Miami? Nah, better stick with the Swindle. Oh, I, I keep playing Hotline I haven't played that out or anything. No, I keep going back and playing Hotline Miami because... <laughs> you need a break from the Swindle. Because I'm, you need a chance to cool down. I'm in the top 500 of players at one of the levels, and I'm slowly inching up like a point at a time. <laughs> no, We've um, lost him. I'm sorry, everyone. He is esports now. <laughs> I think I said this before, but I am just flat out amazed that Hotline Miami and the Swindle have made you give a shit about A, achievements, and B, leaderboards. Like, these are things that Talon has just, ne- like, they didn't exist in his gaming universe. No, because, like, the, the, the high scoreboard, that was an artifact of arcade games. <laughs> if you played, like, yeah, Commander Keen had a high scoreboard, Wolfenstein had a high scoreboard, but they were meaningless. <laughs> Who cares? Well, my high score is higher than my high score. And, of course, Actually, achievements are the, the, the single most... Uh, horrible! Oh, you're the worst the development for video games ever. ever. <laughs> so, is it, uh, uh, somebody actually said this. Here, are we some, fun of, somebody uh, said this. Face? I can't attribute this, but yeah, some hy- no, no, some hyperbolic wanker, and I don't know who it is. So, please, if if it was you who said it and you hear this, listener, I, I don't mean this specifically. In the, I think that you are a hyperbolic wanker, but I think that that statement that achievements are the worst thing to happen to narrative in video games ever is the statement of a hyperbolic wanker. It is hyperbolic wanker. Yes. It certainly is. Yeah, that, that's great. Good, good. I just wanted to check because I didn't immediately want to go, what the fuck are you saying before checking if you were, uh, if you were being sincere or not? Like, no, no podcast is complete without a horrifying story from my childhood. So, uh, I remembered my first <laughs> encounter with high schools. <laughs> yeah. I remember hey, the- Talon's horrifying childhood. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Everyone gather around the campfire. When Wolfenstein 3D was shareware and we had a copy of it, uh, my dad played through it and he was like, yeah, this is a really hard game. I really like this game. And then one day he left the computer alone. I was on holiday. So I was like, oh, I'll play this Wolfenstein 3D game. I played through it, finished the whole game in one session, and I got a higher score than him. So he went into the any file of the game and edited oh. the high score table so that I was not the... So, so he was the person with the high score. Like, he took my high score off. You big baby. <laughs> Pro strats. Boundless <laughs> levels of angry... It was a tiny, petty thing, and at the time, at the time, if I had been older, we probably would have laughed about it, but I remember feeling I'd done something wrong. If only there had been code in there that would have noticed him altering the any file and gone, hey! <laughs> Next time he booted up the game, oh look, it's Liarface. <laughs> it's Big Baby Cheaty Butt. Come to play another game, but not as well as the Forgotten Hero. <laughs> so, on the other hand, I also handed in Middleware, which is now moved, you know, it's been assessed and it's whatnot, and I know that amongst the listener there is someone, several someones, who contributed in part to the creation of the design of Middleware. I want to thank you all. Um, it's been very interesting. You've all helped make the game a better thing, and we'll be moving on to the next stages of making the game an even better game, and, like, possibly, I don't know, making it so people can buy it and stuff. Now we'll sell it to a distributor. <laughs> <laughs> well. Whatever, uh, we'll if it works. We'll announce episode two of it for a November <laughs> release. <laughs> and That'll be a Kickstarter bonus. And I also played a game called Tashkala uh, last night. I've owned Tashkala now for about a year. I finally got around to playing a game. <laughs> it, it's not that he hasn't tried. <laughs> yeah, it's just that Tashkala is a basically... Um, okay, it's like reversey crossed with chess crossed with Magic the Gathering. Just a little splash of Magic the Gathering in there. <laughs> And Cooking Mama. <laughs> it's designed by Vlada Chvartli. So, Chvartl, sorry. I'm not good with my Czechoslovakian names. Chvartli makes him sound like a sausage. But the point is, this game is dense as hell. <laughs> <laughs> 
I do. We had a great laugh because in order to get into playing this, he brought up on his laptop a video <laughs> explaining it because the rules book just wasn't like clicking or something. Yeah. So we got up a video of someone else explaining it, and at multiple points, the video went, "Okay, when you're teaching new people to play the game, you want to make sure you emphasize this." <laughs> it's getting sort of inceptiony at this point. Now drink, drink now, drink heavily. <laughs> But for all that, yeah, you know, it, it seemed really interesting and very well done. Just really hard to crack that initial entry point. Yeah. and, and it, it's, <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, the middleware card names, whilst playing that with one of my teachers, they started noticing all the innuendo in hacker terminology. <laughs> nice. so that was fun. That's kind of unavoidable. Yeah, common backdoor. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Pin down. <laughs> nice. I'm awkward as hell. <laughs> And now it's time for Retro Gaming News. All the news that's fit to print for the month of November 2010. Brought to you by Tom Reddy Industries. Very, very slowly. Do you, re- you may remember a couple of uh, weeks ago, we did a month which was, we, I referred to it as tie-in heck uh, or tie-in hell. It turns out that in November 2010, the Kinect had just launched. Well... And also, a push was made just before Christmas to try and get a bunch of tie-in games onto the market. Nice. So. So, Star Wars Connect. <laughs> first things first, we have a movie tie-in. So, the title of this one is Tenuously Connected? Tenuously Connected, indeed. Fortunately, these are a little more timely, though not quite as timely as you'd think. <laughs> oh, goody. <laughs> so, first up, we have a movie tie-in. Uh, this is a, I, I personally think this is a good movie. It's a kid's movie. It's an animated movie. Um, it has the voice actors from the movie in the game. Mm-hmm. Which usually is a sign that those actors don't have a lot going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, where are they placed on the prestige slider of Pixar, DreamWorks, DreamWorks' other more different studio they don't like to talk about? It's not Pixar, but it's much closer to Pixar than it is to DreamWorks. Oh, somewhere in between? Yes. What it's... lies between Pixar and DreamWorks? Oh, well, Ghibli. Disney. Disney? Yes. Disney doesn't lie in between Pixar and DreamWorks. Disney is Pixar. Well, have no. Have you not noticed this? No, this is, this is a big thing about this movie. It's not a Pixar movie. It's a Disney movie. It's oh. just also a 3D rendered movie. Tangled? Tangled. Ah. The Tangled Wii game. Tangled Wii is my okay Cupid profile name. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I do remember watching that film and going, a lot of this would make for really good gameplay, but there's no possible way they would get it right in the tie-in game. It was on the DS and the Wii, and there were supposedly attempts to make hair-tying mechanics on both of them work, which just sounds like the worst thing. <laughs> sounds... I mean, okay, look, at, at its best, you could you could have Rapunzel do web-slinging, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be a good game. So, but I'm just guessing that's not what they got. So, speaking of tie-ins to Disney properties, it's another movie game. Uh, this case, it is a Pixar movie. This is 2010. Ah, oh, shit. Why did Pixar put out in that scene? That's not Brave, is it? No. Cars no, it's Toy Story 3. Ah. Of Toy animated... Story 3. All the fucking drama. So, so moving down the hill of uh, animation quality, we have another <laughs> movie tie-in game. Except it's a spin-off of a movie. Now we're into DreamWorks? We're into DreamWorks. Okay. Monsters Inc.? Spin-off of a Monster movie. Monster U? Nope, nope. Uh, it's not... No, it can't be Minions yet. That's way more recent. Yeah, Minions is more recent. No. Um... The, the, the Metroid tie-in, Cloudy with a Chance of Morph Balls? <laughs> Check, please. Good point. <laughs> Nailed uh, it. No. Yeah, that, that would... Yeah. <laughs> Peak jab. Um, no, the... Um, I'll be honest, that's more... That, 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 that's something that you'd expect. I'd expect from my friend Sid. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this is a spin-off characters 
from they were like in the movie and then they got their own little mini franchise with and it's not oh, minis. fucking penguins from Madagascar. Yes. Ah. Oh. Fuck, I hate Madagascar. Look, I actually, I like the penguins. I love they were the penguins. best thing about it. But they don't stand on their own, really. Like, okay, as shorts, all right. Uh, when they when they try to make a whole fucking movie, yeah, no. The reviews of this game, uh. attempting to make it sound good, said, this is a great game that can be played for short intervals of time and then picked up at a later date. When you're more <laughs> drunk. Wow. Can you guess what kind of mechanic this had going on? If you thought Farmville style, you thought right. Uh. A, se- a skinny cow has walked into our farm. What are we gonna do, boys? <laughs> Consider the alternative universe where they've just reskinned Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> Press the action button, Alcon. <laughs> like, I, that, that would be fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm almost crying. That would be so beautiful. A surveillance camera. Just, just for a It doesn't have to be a long thing, just a short little thing, just to go, holy shit, yeah, we totally did that, and you're gonna love it. Uh, <laughs> Another DreamWorks title tie-in. And by the way, how much confidence would you have in a, in a publishing house if they put out like three titles on the same day that aren't directly connected? Efficient. <laughs> we just file that under hedging the bet. <laughs> it's a superhero game. Incredibles. Uh, let's see, DreamWorks and superheroes. No, not not the Incredibles. That's Pixar. How the fuck am I supposed to know? <laughs> They're a Megamind. It's Megamind. Game? It's the Megamind tie-in game, which was developed by THQ Studio Australia, <laughs> wow. who are sadly no more. Twice over. I seem to recall them, uh, like, most of that studio breaking off and forming something. There was, like, a news item about it or something. Yeah. The brief period that I paid attention to the Australian indie gaming press. But here's the thing. which there is not much. The Megamind, the Megamind game di- was a multi-platform release, and each platform had a different version. In the, uh, Do they if fucking call them all just Megamind? No. On, oh. on the Wii, there was Megamind Mega Team Unite. On the DS, there was Megamind The Blue Defender, also on the PlayStation Portable. And on the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, you had Megamind Ultimate Showdown. The highest ranking of all of these got a 33 out of 100. <sighs> Ooh. That's kicking the dick. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was... Look, that was surprisingly not as bad a film as it ought to have been. But it still I, didn't have like, a... the the Superman character and the reveal at the end is genuinely fucking funny. But yeah, I don't know. You you hear that and you see that and you and they say you know oh multi platform tie in game release and you just your heart sinks. <laughs> oh, oh oh this can't be good. Oh no. All right, now here's a tie in for a media franchise from Japan. Uh, this was a mainstay of VHS rental. Uh, anime sections in the west <laughs> it was renowned for being bloody and violent and having amazing scenery destruction ninja scroll no not ninja scroll fist of the north star this is the fist of the north star game a fist in of the, the year north of our star lord game. yes a fist of the north star <laughs> uh ken's revenge no sorry ken's rage in 2010 well, didn't they do a, a new fist of the north star anime at about that time they might have like I, I thought there was actually a new release in that series i could be wrong though i could be totally making that up no that's that series is old as fuck so it really is yeah like it hit here in the 90s but i'm pretty sure it's an 80s series there was a game boy fist of the north star game yeah Brilliant. now uh continuing the trend of tie-ins and again how much confidence do you have if multiple titles get released in the same franchise in the same day uh, this one's a Western franchise. It's a very old franchise. It started out as novels, and then it moved on to movies, and now it's been kind of a thing in the movie scene. Narnia. No. Ah. No, the actor, the actor who plays the central character has been changed over the course of time, and that's very much a thing. You know, ooh, he's going to play the next blank. Oh, the fucking Bond game? It's a Bond game. Casino Royale? Two Bond games that got released at the same time. One with Daniel Craig 
as James Bond in Bloodstone, a unique and oh, original yeah. plot, <laughs> which is only notable for having Dame Judi Dench in it yes. as your mission control, well, she, owning you up and down. Dench. She's well, she she's been in a, a few of the the recent Bond games, which have been yeah. not deplorable. Yeah, because they realize that part of what might draw someone to James Bond is the ridiculous bullshit that goes on. Yes. Have, has she been in any um, since the, the character exited? Yeah. No. Damn. I, I, I love the idea that she's like immortal and you can't <laughs> stop her from going back in the next iteration of Bond. No, she is the constant. It's how you tie that universe and the it's Chronicles like the of Riddick together. Behind the, oh, <laughs> fucking Chronicles of Riddick, don't get me started. But, but the best thing with Bloodstone is in the opening cutscenes, there's a bit where Bond is about to deliver his, you know, to a to a very attractive uh, waitress lady, his drink order, and he's about to talk. And Dame Judi Dench walks in the scene off the side of the shot and goes, "He'll have a he'll have a martini, shaken not stirred. Me whiskey, neat now." And she goes, and she's <laughs> like, "Nice, stitched, cock blocked by Dame Judi Dench." Oh, she is so good. <laughs> Look, that's even better. That's an even better result. <laughs> oh, that is superb. This game was released on the same day of the re-release of GoldenEye. <laughs> well, that has Daniel Craig in it. Ah. <laughs> and not Pierce Brosnan. Yes. Oh, they retrofitted. That's almost a bit disappointing. I would have liked to see dueling bonds. <laughs> oh, oh, super smash bonds. <laughs> uh, all right. We're almost done with tie-in Like heck. a special edition where you can get old Sean Connery bond because young Sean Connery is one of the most boring looking guys in existence. <laughs> A Smash Brothers game with all James Bond characters, including Dame Judi Dench. <laughs> and wins. Nice. We're done here, people. Either that or she's, like, the announcer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she spends the whole, the whole time making time. fun of them. Yeah. <laughs> just all of them. Doesn't matter if it's Connery Bond or, or like, as written by Ian Fleming Bond or <laughs> one of the villains, she's still dunking on you the whole time. Brilliant. Oh, yes. Pay good money for that. At the end of the match, it does, when it announces who wins, she just declares herself the winner. <laughs> In a lot of ways, disappointment was the winner today. <laughs> Except for me. Uh... <laughs> All right. This is beautiful. So, we have a Connect game. We have a Connect game that got a rousing 6 out of 10, despite being tied into what is possibly one of the most historically significant franchises, uh, uh, sorry, individuals, for the type of thing it is. It's a rhythm game. Historically significant individual. Is, it, is this the Star Wars Connect? No, it's not Star Wars Connect. It's a single person Connect game. As in, it, it's about. Oh, is this the is this the, the Michael Jackson experience? Thing? This is the oh. Michael Jackson experience. Oh, of course. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Oh God! If, if that's Connect, does that mean you're supposed to be doing MJ dance moves? The, you're supposed to be doing the Michael Jackson your TV. dance moves. Wow, because those are attainable by normal humans. <laughs> <laughs> Great plan, guys. No one's gonna kill themselves or anything. <laughs> work. Oh, As opposed, oh, wait, oh, I can't do. I can't fucking lean like that. <laughs> oh, Christ, my shins. As opposed to like a magical talent monster from another dimension. <laughs> That's about right. Yeah, it was fair. You know, you, if a thriller was a documentary, you realize. <laughs> It's like, oh, so in order to play this game well, all I have to do is dance as well as possibly the greatest entertainer <laughs> yeah. who ever lived. Yeah. <laughs> right. I got this. I'm into this. This is going to tie in with the Wayne Gretzky Connect game where it's just, you just need to score shots like Gretzky. <laughs> a new edition of Guitar Hero where it just has actual guitar fingering. <laughs> I mean, Rocksmith exists. <laughs> all right. It, uh, it does. All right, now we have, this This is the thing that just blew my mind. Um, we have oh, a is this Star Wars Connect? No, it's not Star Wars Connect. This is a, a Wii game. It's a tie-in game for a franchise that was first aired in 1964. This is not the Astro Boy Wii game. No, it's a Western media wow. piece. 
1964, of a classic story. Just trying to imagine all the terrible, like, you know, I, I love Lucy on the Wii. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope, not live action. It was a form of animation. Uh, Roger Ramjet, the Wii a game. Form, a, a form, a form of, of animation? animation. Was it like claymation or something? It was stop motion oh. animation. Oh, trapdoor, the Wii tie-in game. Yes, I fucking want that. <laughs> no, it's an American. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll share. Oh, you haven't seen Trapdoor? Oh, I, I have an education for on you, track, young wrench. On track. We'll focus for now. All right, all right. It's a stop motion television special from the 1960s. <laughs> Uh, hang on, stop motion television special. Is this one of those Christmas things that always get yes. dressed up? Yes. I have no idea what it is then, because we don't the get them six, here. It's, it's like a Rankin-Bass thing? It's the Rankin-Bass 1964 Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer <laughs> Fucking sweet tie-in game. Wow. I need to get a motherfucking Wii. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand, I have. I am I am 33 fucking years old, I have that movie on DVD. <laughs> This is this is much like Talon has the Transformers movie on DVD because at one point he said to me that's what we always did on Boxing Day. The, yeah, the grown ups watched the cricket. That's not that's not that's that's not that's not strange. That movie owns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a it's a uh, it's a Wii. It's basically WarioWare by Rankin Bass. <gasps> okay. Oh my god, that's amazing. It's a bunch of mini games all glued together, and the critics are like, "There's no connective tissue. It's not you know it it, it looks whatever." And the animation is kind of jerky. <laughs> Get the dog. <laughs> Fucking ass! Fucking alcohol! You know, we we like this Wallace and Gromit comedy, but the animation is quite primitive. (laughs) Like, don't get me wrong, I suspect this game is not going to be an amazing game. No, but but that that just really bugs me. Like, if someone says this property that was based on a stop-motion animation, the animation looks kind of jerky. Like, why the fuck do you think that is, huh? Did you actually consider this? (laughs) I remember remember when I played, uh, when I played, um... Lumo, uh, the, yeah, and thinking, hmm, something about all these backgrounds—they, they, they, it's peculiar how they look like they're made out of paper. <laughs> terrible game. So this, this noir <laughs> game doesn't include a lot of color. Yeah, here's the thing that really kicks this though. As a promotional giveaway, whenever you purchased either the Wii or DS version of the game in December 2010 in the electronics department at Walmart, you received a tiny plush toy of Rudolph. Oh, oh my oh, god, oh, that's lovely. I missed that. Damn, I, I would have had that if that had been a thing. I'm, I, I if I knew this existed... I, I kind of, I love Rudolph. This is a thing that I if, have. If, 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 if I knew that existed, if I knew that the, if the, <laughs> the Wii actually was a console that existed... Yeah. Then I would probably own this. Okay, we've got to launch the Kickstarter now because one of the one of the goals, one of the stretch goals now is is, is Christmas comes to Jeb Ranch. Okay, we get Jeb. We get Jeb Wii and, and Reindeer Games. <laughs> oh my god, did they... They didn't call it Reindeer Games. No, they, they didn't. Call it didn't. Suck. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't. It seems like well, holiday we helper. Can make our own, we can make our own game then. <laughs> Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer Games. <laughs> but yeah, you it'll, be a part, it'll be a part. It'll be like a Mario Party thing. You know, big surprise when when I was a kid, I had a thing for cute younger boys who were picked on by all the bigger boys, but turned out to have a special quality that made everyone love them. Hmm. <laughs> it's almost like a pattern. <laughs> So, moving away from tie-in heck, where, again, Rankin-Bass tie-in game? <laughs> nice. So cool. Nice. Uh, I'm waiting for the game where I get to play the Heat Miser. Now that we're out of tie-in heck again, finally, we have a bundle of games from the 1980s. <laughs> finally. <laughs> just what we've always been waiting for. Yep. Re-releases, or just this is where their, their lineage began? Uh, no, this is a re-release. This is a bundled re-release. In fact, this is a bundled re-release on oh. the DS that's free for Mega download. Man's? 
Oh, oh, um... Is free, this free for download DS games? Free for download on iOS and Android. Oh, hang on. You said it was DS. Uh, it's a DS game. Well, technically, technically, it's not really a DS game. It's actually a different company, a different console's games. It's just that there's a DS playable... You can buy a DS version of it, or you can get the thing for free on the uh, on the Android store and add games to it for small purchases. Oh, it's like the Sonic Collection, or the, the Sega Collection thing? It is a collection thing, yeah. This is the Atari Greatest Hits. Huh. And by the way, the free titles, this is the ones that you get for iOS by just getting out of bed, are Asteroids, Battlezone, Centipede, Gravitar, Lunar Lander, Missile Command, Pong, Space Duel, and Tempest. What the fuck else do you need? <laughs> um, um, what's it called with the, the runner and the, there's, there's vines and you, Pitfall. 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 But there's like, you need Pitfall. No, that's the only other thing you need. There's like 80 more games. Huh. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could always say, you know... You can always find more to put in there, but, like, you don't need much more than that. The Atari may be ripe for making fun of now, but I will always be impressed by the, the breadth of creativity, like, the space that people found to work in, even when they had, like... Yeah. Like, just blocks of shit, and you can throw blocks at other blocks and don't even think about doing a fucking background stuff. Oh, and, uh, know what's not in the collection? <laughs> well, it's not in the collection. Custer's Revenge. Because fuck oh, those guys. Good. Fuck that game. Anyway. We have a rhythm game, an indie rhythm game, an indie rhythm game that's gotten a bunch of releases in recent years. <laughs> Just different variations and permutations of the game. Uh, bit trip. Yes, bit trip beat. Hey. Calling them different releases, it's, it's kind of like a franchise onto itself, or like yeah. a collection of games. Yeah, that's a better way to phrase it. Well, beat different... is the shooter one, I think? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Now, I think, uh, I think so, okay. Yeah, the only one I've the, seen... There's, then there's Runner, uh, and Runner 2, of course, which is the Infinite Runner, which is really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, I thought all the all the bit trip stuff was that style of game because I'd only seen Runner and like a couple of uh, of the like variant releases of that. Oh, right. Like on different platforms and different whatevers. So there's actually like a bunch of different genres with the the bit trip concept behind them, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, bit trip beat is like a like a, a, a sideways uh, breakout game. Yeah, that's done to rhythm. Breakout game, like brickles, like you know, you you bounce a ball and it breaks a brick. And comes oh, brickles! <laughs> there were dozens of variants of that game. I'm sorry. Huh. All Breakout right. Arkanoid, you know. Yeah. Okay, so now we have our first game that requires connect. Dun dun dun. This game was quote aimed at a young audience, primarily children. It's uh, it's connect how the Grinch stole Christmas. You have to sneak in <laughs> really carefully and. Carefully stretch out and steal the presents. No. And then replace them with a toilet or whatever. I, I don't know. I don't remember a lot of the Grinch. This is a game where you have to enthusiastically embrace things on screen. Hey. Is this the the, the, the Sesame Street? No, not a brand. It, well, they wanted to make it into a franchise, but... Oh, is this uh, this is uh, the, the, the animal thing? Yes, it's Connectables. It Connectables. That's what it was called. Which I just learned today had an expansion pack called mm-hmm. Connectables. Now with bears. Alright! <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding. The thing I was waiting for you to say that before I asked was, does it have bears? <laughs> yeah, uh, it received... The, the concept behind, here's your virtual tiger that you can throw a ball to and pet and cuddle is kind of great. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, 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 and then they added bears to it. And watching, watching... And the other thing is, it. there are occasional moments where this thing will make the right kind of nerd angry or okay to me. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. watching... Watching people mad at oh. the Connect announcement, going, "Well, why is this not being announced for Black Ops? Or why was it? Why is this happening? Why are they showing this Connectimals thing? This is for like little kids. It's like, yeah, there's some stuff in the world for little kids. <laughs> yeah, video games are for little kids. You dicks. Sometimes you can make a video game for little kids. Stop being entitled. Ah, oh, anyway. 
It's like it's like fucking going to a Happy Feet thing and looking at all the trailers and going, why am I announcing this shit? Where's my next Transformers? <laughs> Speaking of whiny crybabies... Shit babies are now... It's actually possible you would have to, you know, they might be shitty babies. Anyway, uh, this is a game that's about babies. Ew. Is it babysitting mama? Yes, it's about babies. It's babysitting mama. There's not a lot of babysitting games. There's babysitting mama or the inferior babysitting DS series, <laughs> and I think that's it. I, I would like to know that the babies have names. <laughs> you can have Yuto, Emma, Daniel, Lucy, William, or Koyuku. And you what? went too fast. I was gonna go um, load and uh, noisemaker. <laughs> I call this one poo. Fox is not big on babies. Tell you what, something Fox is big on. She's on big on Sega franchise titles. Other people, oh yeah. Other people are welcome to have babies, and I will not call them poo, except in private. <laughs> All right. This is the Sonic Connect game, right? Uh, <laughs> yes. Was there a Sonic Connect game? Holy shit! Sure, fuck it was. Yeah, called Sonic Free Riders. What what does uh-huh. Sonic do with a connect? He rides on a snowboard. <laughs> what? Ride a hoverboard. He already did that with a controller. <laughs> now you can do it by leaning your body back and forth. Wouldn't that be quite awkward without and the surface moving? Work, like, so. wouldn't, wouldn't that be a wee balance board thing by all uh, indications? <laughs> well, you, see, the thing is, you're implying that it worked, and it didn't. <laughs> you're, you're right. That's my mistake. It was very badly broken. Good. Uh. It's not as bad as the as the uh, the the Connect um, racing game that um, you didn't actually have to do anything because the car's auto steered. Yeah, to make up for the fact that the Connect didn't really read hands very well. Oh, so you had the impression you were steering the car, but in reality, if you'd done nothing, it would work mostly just as well. <laughs> that is the sneakiest motherfucking game. And I wonder I how long it would take people like to find that. out. Just the fucking audacity. Yeah, as a social experiment, that's quite interesting. <laughs> how long will it take the people playing this game to go? Hey. To be fair, there was a free demo. You could try it yourself. <laughs> ah, there is the true value of this property, then. That said, Tails wearing, like, goggles and knee pads is kind of adorable. <laughs> I've been drawing Tails with goggles since about 2003. <sighs> I just decided they'd look cute on him at some point, and I never took them off. All right. So we have a first-person shooter video game from a franchise that is designed to be gritty and realistic, which is why this game features voodoo mind control. <laughs> Oh, is this, um, ah, is this scary brown people get the bomb and Russia took over the world or something? It's the same general franchise, yes, it's a Call of Duty game. <laughs> I can't remember which one it is, but it, it's the one where you're like the son of a spec ops agent or something and you're you're trapped in a country of not white people, but that's okay because they have magic or some shit. <laughs> in 2010, yeah. the Call of Duty game was Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3? No, Black Ops. And you got a- Black Ops 1? Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's racist. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, very... Do you have a brother or something? Am I remembering this correctly? I might be mixing up with Black Ops and Black Ops 2 oh, as, okay. as the summary unwound, but I think you're right. I think this <laughs> is the one where you where, where the flashback is a character in a pit having voodoo magic change their mind. I, 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 I've got nothing to say about that. I, yeah, there's... that's the one I'm thinking of. It's like you end up on two different sides of a conflict with, you know, just the subtle implication that also the non-white people were useless until they stole the white person and made them their leader. <laughs> Just really thoughtless. Really fucking thoughtless. Hmm. So moving on. Black Ops was the one that uh, the zombie mode had, like, uh, had, like, um, Castro and JFK and um, (laughs) Khrushchev, maybe? Like, defending from zombies? That's kind of awesome. Uh, I think I said they were zombies, and I'm like, hell yeah. No, 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 you, they, they were the ones fighting the zombies. Yeah, that's okay. Zombie, zombie JFK who has to take two headshots? (laughs) 
Yeah, it's, it's oh. just not as good as zombie prison. Oh, come on. It's been 50 years. Oh. It's, uh, it's good. It's good. That was, that was meaty. It's a zombie That's Teddy mean. Roosevelt who you just can't fucking... Yeah. <laughs> zombie Andrew Jackson where you shoot him and then he just comes over and beats you with a stick. <laughs> All right, we have what is generally hailed as one of the uh, most distributed visual novels in the West on the DS. Straight visual novel? It's or... pretty... Like, we're not talking Phoenix Rider or anything like no, that. No, no, this is, this is definitely a puzzle game with a lot of reading. Puzzle game? Yes. 999? 999. Nine hours, nine persons, nine doors. Did you see the promo piece they did for that, which now costs like 200 freaking dollars on What? With the, with the fucking they made the watch. Shit? Oh, yeah. mother of yeah. pants. <laughs> Yeah, they are so fucking expensive, but they look so cool. Yeah. So They're very uh, more, you know, design perfect. More promo swag that Jeb needs. <laughs> All right, nine 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 is really good. Uh, it's kind of obtuse to figure out how to get the good ending. Yeah, a little. <laughs> yeah, it does keep track of the endings you've gotten, and it does give you the choice to skip over dialogue you've seen in another playthrough. Yeah, uh, that would do it. But I have, it's been so long since I played it, and I only got, like, three of the endings. It's so. also, like, I, if I recall correctly, the main thing was just that you can't get the good ending the first time through. Which is, you know, that's a, that's only a rarity if you're not familiar with certain kinds of genres. Like, I'm, I'm quite used to that. Yeah. Because I play crap tons of, of narrative-focused Japanese games that consider this to be just the dumb thing. It's the design cases. way. The, the new game is the tutorial for the new game plus. We want you to see the bad ending or the not that good ending, but we don't expect you to choose that. So you just have to do that first, and you're going to play again anyway. See, I've, I've actually played through all the different like rooms. I've seen all the puzzles in it, but somehow I've only gotten three endings. <laughs> and the fourth time, I got a repeat ending, and I'm not sure how, but I ran out of rooms to do, so I must have just gotten the order wrong, and I wasn't writing down the order to start that I tried. So it's like, uh, I'm not going to bother getting the rest of these endings. We have a franchise. Uh-huh. At this point, this is where we start to see the signs of rot in the franchise, and it has since gone <laughs> off in its own very strange direction. Um, this game introduced multiplayer to this formerly single-player stealth game. Assassin's Creed 2 Brotherhood? Yes! <laughs> That's where we see the signs of rot, really. In my opinion, yeah. Though the multiplayer Actually, Brotherhood was yeah. really cool. Yeah, I, it was really cool. I guess that's fair. There's, uh, I, I was thinking of the DLCs for Assassin's Creed 2, but, uh, uh, you know, that that's kind of a niche uh, yeah. judgment to make. Well, with, with Assassin's Creed Brotherhood's multiplayer, it was one of those examples where if everyone's on the same page stylistically, it works amazingly well. Because you are trying to pick out the player characters amongst the, the, the NPCs. Random online play, however, you get people who just run along the rooftops because they, they're trying to beat a timer. <sighs> and it really doesn't work as well. Randos ruin everything. <laughs> Unknown humans, they intimidate me. Yeah, the, the idea of a multiplayer where you're trying to blend in with NPCs is, like, a fascinating thing. I don't think I've seen that in any other games. I'm not saying it doesn't exist in any other games, but... Yeah, the ship was a good one for it. it, was, it was, the ship was a Half-Life 2 mod. It's... Ah, okay. Well, it's also a game you can buy now. Yes. As, as is the fate of the best mods of Half-Life. <laughs> but the, the ship is, of course... For, 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 the listener who is, for, for the listener who is unaware, the ship is a game where... A multiplayer um, game where you are on a ship with other passengers and other players and you're trying to kill someone on the ship. It's an Agatha Christie novel in video game form. Oh, nice. It's really good. And it's, it's a lot harder to do the ridiculous over-the-top running on the rooftop malarkey that you get in the <laughs> Assassin's Creed Brotherhood multiplayer. Oh yeah, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. I actually actually liked Assassin's Creed Brotherhood because I found that it showed that Ezio was getting a lot more brutal. Yeah. 
because like a lot of the the counter and a lot of the finishing animations were significantly gory, aggressive. Yeah, the the cleaver. I was just pretty sick well, of Ezio by that point. I, I felt he was done at the end of two, and I did not want to see more of his story. Well, that's the that's the thing though. Like in a way, it shows just how done he is as a character. Yeah. <laughs> Which is interesting, but I wouldn't want to invest a whole game in seeing it. Like you know, if it's. If it came up in the next title when you're playing someone else, and you're like, yeah, well, and then we saw what happened to Ezio at the end of his career, and holy shit. <laughs> Meanwhile, next game. Yeah, sorry, let's move this on. Is, oh, yeah, other games. This is, this is super generic as they go. I'm going le- to blank the names in this summary and just see. <laughs> the game is centered on the protagonist, blank, and his just fight against... fake names. The protagonist, hero who. <laughs> the protagonist, blank, and his fight against... The protagonist, the, Steve. The main antagonist of the, of the blank series, blank who has taken an alien race hostage and is using them for his evil purpose. To be fair, I don't think that's not an overly familiar plot summary to me. During the game, the camera perspective switches occasionally from third person to side-scrolling. Is this an Oddworld game? No, it's not an Oddworld game. During development, the developers explained that they were delisting substandard games in the same series and developing new titles in order to increase the value of the brand. What the shit, Christ? Is this Sonic? Yes. Wow. What was the Sonic uh, game where they started pulling games off the oh, shelf? Oh, Generations? No, uh-huh. before Generations. Is this Sonic Colors? Yes, yeah, Sonic it, Colors. Did it jump into 2D? It did at times, yeah. Uh-huh. Generally got a positive critical review too, which appears to be the Sonic effect where... <laughs> well, Colors was one where everybody said, hey, the franchise might not suck anymore. Yeah. And then it sort of they resumed said they, sucking. No offense to Sonic fans, they do that fairly regularly though. <laughs> I don't know. Colors was the first one I really heard it for. Like, aside from the whole smatterings of handheld goodness. I heard it for Unleashed. I did not hear it for Unleashed because I couldn't hear anything about Unleashed over the volume of people laughing their asses off at Sonic the fucking Werehog. Uh, What was the one which had um, the psychic silver character? Uh, It was Sonic 2006, wasn't it? Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Yeah, I saw... Sonic the Hedgehog, the original, the first game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Silver's been around forever. Yeah, uh, 06, I saw, when that was being advertised in in, uh, game stores, I saw people who worked there, admittedly they had an incentive to say, they're saying, oh yeah, this is going to be a return to form for the Sonic franchise. (laughs) Yeah, see, I... That's... I'm I'm used to them saying this is going to be... I'm I'm talking about the reaction afterwards. Oh, okay. Where Colors was the first one where I heard people say, yeah, I thought this was a pretty good Sonic game again. There was a... I didn't think it was that European magazine... That gave Sonic the Hedgehog, the 2006 game, yeah, an 8 out of, eight, eight out of 10 <laughs> oh, wow. on the PS3. Does what 8 mean play? something different which, in Europe? <laughs> which then they retroactively lowered. What? <laughs> what? Because the load screens were too long. Load times were too long. <laughs> because yeah. apparently they worked too long when they were playing it the first time. Huh. <laughs> but no, they laid, because yeah. they didn't uh. they didn't improve the load times quickly enough. They went back and lowered the score that the game got months after the fact. Months after the fact that people opened up this magazine. Oh, eight out of ten. That seems like it could be a pretty good Sonic game. Oh no, this is terrible. <laughs> Every aspect of this is just wrong. And or- I feel and I do kind of feel sorry for saying because I actually know someone who that that is. That is a game that she enjoys, just her, you know, zoning out sort of thing. She she has fun with it. She's allowed. Yeah. Go you. <laughs> no one is disallowed, but yeah, it's a, we're telling other people what their opinion should be. It's just laughing at things. <laughs> yeah, laughing at the game is not the same as laughing at the people who love the game. No. So let's laugh at a game developer. Um, All right. <laughs> hey. This is this is a game that's named after its engine. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a Far Cry game? No, not a Far Cry game. This game is, is it an Unreal game. Nope. This is a game that's that's developers <laughs> hailed as game. something of a uh, 
of a rock star programmer if he had more charisma. Uh, this game was at one point made to run on a phone. It's Doom? No, it is by the developers of Doom. Well, develop one of the developers of Doom. Quake? Is this? Oh, this is Rage. This is Rage. Rage. There's an engine called Rage? The Ra- Rage runs on the Rage engine. Why is the game called Rage? Because we couldn't be asked to come up with a name. Because this boring-ass game is... <laughs> Was this made by Karma? Yeah, it's, uh, a, it's a tech demo. That explains the name. It's it an amazing tech demo. But we couldn't be oh, asked God. to come up with a name. Fucking mega we, mean, we felt the name wasn't really essential to the experience. <laughs> What did you want from me? I wrote the code. Call it what you want. This is when Carmack gave his infamous porn and in, porn in video games have the same story constraints, which is, you know, there's no reason. You know, the, the story in a video game is meaningless. It's just there to get you started. Well, that's, that's not what the, porn that's, is like. And that's why, and that's why Rage had no, in, no final boss. Yeah. That's why porn is garbage. R- Rage just runs out of game at one point. <laughs> it just fucking stops. It's great. <laughs> in this, in this going way. into this, you're going through this alien ship you come across. It's like, oh, wow, I bet there's a boss coming up soon and then credits roll. Carmack Bot does not like story. <laughs> this game, it is, it is encapsulates the feeling of ennui that one gets at the impossibility of forming a coherent narrative out of your life. However, however, for an Xbox 360 PlayStation 3 title in late, released in 2010, that game looked great. Yes. I'm not saying he doesn't make lovely games. I'm saying that anyone who wants to tell you that a narrative is inessential It's is, probably wrong. Yeah, because... Well, but but like, the thing is, story has not, never been its. Yes. Yeah, what they mean is we didn't want to make a game with a story in it and we didn't care. That's fine. That's great. Don't say dumb shit about how porn and games shouldn't have plots because that's bullshit. The the nature of my, the... My, my, speaking as someone who has a plots. really difficult time finding porn I enjoy because I don't like it without a plot. I want a f- fucking story. Why do I care why these people are fucking if there's not a story reason for it? There's not interaction on a human level as well as a like genital level. I don't give a shit. I wasn't expecting porn to come up this much in this episode. <laughs> Sorry, this is just Ladies. a thing that really pisses me off. As a consumer and producer of pornography, I have difficulty finding good stuff. And this attitude is why. Doesn't matter, just have them fuck. No, it fucking does matter. Fuck you. Uh, There's lots of fuck going on here. Uh, the, the idea that the Rage engine was able to look as good as it did with on both consoles, especially given the basic wizardry you needed to do <laughs> on the PS3 to get access to all that wonderful no, odd... Yes. RAM architecture? Hey, what was it fucking called? I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, there is a special name for it, and we all know what it, it is, was, none yeah. of us can remember it. The, I keep uh, I keep saying, like, cell process, no, that's... <laughs> I hope you're getting a laugh out of this, listener, because you probably remember. The, the Was it the cell processor? No, I, I think, think what so. happened is, as befits wizardry, once we have known the name, we are not able to speak it anew. <laughs> <laughs> this came up in Witch Hunter classes, I'm sure of t- <laughs> All right, all right. We have a fun, bright, platformy game. It's a console a game. It's a console exclusive. It's franchise. You got anything for me? Any guesses? Does Jeb know that it exists? Uh, technically, it doesn't exist for Jeb. Okay, is it Kirby's Epic Yarn? No. Ah. No, but about the right, like the right style. Is is it a Mario? Nope, not a Mario. Okay. But it is a character who has worked with Mario in the past, and it's not a Wario. No, it's not. A- doesn't really get platforms. Like no, he doesn't. Um, it was the cell engine. It was the cell there wasn't a Yoshi game that year. Not it? a Yoshi no. game. It's a Donkey Kong right. game. Oh, right, of course, that guy. I always forget about Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong Country Returns. The Revenge. Which I have seen being speedrun, and it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be a wizard. <laughs> Much like Isaac Clarke, a fucking wizard. <clears throat> oh, I'm big surprise. A Nintendo platform game is fucking tight. Alright, now we have a re-release of a game. The original game is from 1996, 
and it was released in at first uh, um, in a collection in 2002, and it was re-released on the PlayStation Network in North America in 2010. Well, this that's is not Pokemon. This is after <laughs> it had been on the Japanese PSN for three years. It's like this J or something? This guy or something? No. This is the year that the first week it had showed up on PSN. No. It's a tactical role-playing video game developed by Ark Entertainment. It's the sequel to their first game. Not Wild Arms. Nope. Uh, Tactical and what level of tactical? I'm afraid I don't know. (laughs) Damn! So it's a game you don't know. No. It does have an anime. Eh, big deal. Tons of them haven't. Nah. No, this is for Ark... This is for... I don't know who the fuck Ark Systems is. I don't know who these people are. They made Ark the Lad and Ark the Lad 2. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. I, I admit, I was kind of winging on the assumption that the, these console people will know Ark the Lad. It's treated as if it's very important, and they've released it like nine times. Clearly, it's an important game. So I, I've heard of it. I, I was winging it. Sorry, folks. There was a, there was another sequel that came out like on the PS2. I thought it was just a straight-up JRPG. I didn't realize it was a tactical thing. <laughs> Fucking I know. All right. I thought it was like an action RPG, like a Terra Enigma kind of thing. Ah, uh, now we have an amazing indie soundtrack which has a game attached. <laughs> it's a good game. It's not a bad game. It's just that the soundtrack is by far the more impressive part of it. Um, oh, Undertale. <laughs> Ooh. It's not Undertale, and while I'm at it, it's not Hotline Miami. I'm having a hard time with this. Uh, hell, uh, the Aquaria. No, the composer is Dar- is Danny Baranowski. If that narrows... Aquaria? Isn't that Super nope. Meat Boy? It's Super Meat Boy. Isn't Super Meat Boy a really interesting, well-loved game? Uh, yeah. It's a bit unfair to say the soundtrack is the, the better part of it, isn't The it? soundtrack is really good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> About half and still, half, keep it on my playlist going, kind of thing. Like, Fair enough. Fair enough. This is, the, this is the game that helped make, like, YouTube and Twitch race videos a thing. It, yeah. Kind of be... Yeah, I kind of thought we were talking about a shit game with a good soundtrack. No, no. Not yeah. a, a, a great game with a superb soundtrack. No, sorry, I was I, I just really love the Super Meat Boy soundtrack. I apologize for giving the impression that I think Super Meat Boy is a bad game. It's not. It's a really good game. It's just that I like the soundtrack that much. All right, all right. So now we have a not-quite-franchise game. This is a game that connects to um, a media brand. And it's an attempt to reinvigorate the brand for a new generation. And blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Beatles rock band. Uh, Ghostbusters. N- no, not Ghostbusters, and no, not Beatles. But it is about the same vintage as the Beatles. Of course, it's not the Alba Sing Star, is it? No, not not music, not music. Think oh, animation. Right. Right, right, okay. And it's not Rankin Bass. We've already done that game. <laughs> Fuck. Um, reinvigorate the animation for a new generation. It's a character that wasn't allowed to appear in media for a very significant amount of time because they didn't this want to This is Epic hunt. Mickey. This is Epic Mickey. Hey. All right. Last one. <laughs> no one had anything to say about Epic Mickey. It's gone. Yep. <laughs> okay, we have... Warren Spector made it. <laughs> yeah. Why, Warren? Why did you do this to us? <laughs> I made... Did we not believe enough? Did we not pray enough to you, Warren? Did we betray you? Did we let you down? <laughs> did we run around and desert you? <clears throat> yes, it, just Rick rolled us. <laughs> I, I gotta say, as a development on a, on a development front end, if your if your resume is Deus Ex Epic Mickey, something went very wrong. <laughs> something kind of went off the rails. <laughs> just not connected at all. There's, 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 there, I can't see the commonality. All right, we have the greatest Super Nintendo game that never came out on a Super In Nintendo. In the history of our sport. <laughs> This game also has an amazing soundtrack. It has lovely pixel art. This game has great mechanics. This game has big levels. This game is exploratory. This game is not perfect. This game is not for everyone. Which kind of goes without Fez? saying. Not Fez. Earlier than Fez. Better than Fez. The kind of game that King Fez... Store. Yes. 
I was going to start dunking on it. <laughs> you know, it's kind of game Fez wishes it could be. Because Fez is a good game. It seems like this is like the, the second or third time like this month we've had we've had uh, Gay Story. <laughs> is it? I mean, it did get a couple of re-releases. It did. Gay Story just... Well, Gay Story's on everything. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, it was the DSI. It was the DSI release of uh, of. Well, they did a DSI one as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because apparently all the Connect titles. By the way, this is this is a sliver of the games that came out this month in 2010. Because when the Connect came out, there was a fucking explosion. There was a Pro Evolution Soccer Connect tie-in game for Christ's sake, and uh, th- I'm not. I don't want to sound like I'm saying, oh, those, those games shouldn't exist. I'm saying I, there's just so many of them. I, we could spend hours <laughs> well, going over all a lot of, of them. A lot of games that came out when the Kinect came out also had um, Kinect support. Yeah. So that you could you could do the, the minority report moving through the menus with your hands and voice gestures and stuff. And that's cool. And that's really cool. That actually is very cool. Basically, it was a very odd time. And the fact that you had three... Basically, you had three groups. You had media franchise people like Disney, DreamWorks, and whatnot trying to dump games onto the market in preparation for Christmas. And you had the Kinect just launched. So Microsoft were doing their push to try and get as much stuff as they could tied into that. And then you just had the normal video games are going to get released as per normal games, which came out at the same time. And it was just a really weird month. And then you had a Rankin Bass game come out. All right, give us more of this really weird month. That was all. That was oh, we're done. We're done. I, oh. I'm afraid. I'm afraid I can go back to it if you want. But th- I figured at that point <laughs> we're going to go out on Cave Story or Super Meat Boy, one or the other. That's reasonable. No, no connect tie-ins for, for Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> Betty Boop. Weirdly, the Star Wars tie-in Connect Felix game didn't come cat. out that month. It didn't. It wasn't a launch title. No, which Actually, is you could have some fun with the Felix the Cat, Cat, Cat Connect game, because he had that bag, and you could pull magic yeah, shit out of it. Yeah, you'd open up the bag, yeah. and you'd rummage. Yeah, it'd cool. be interesting. Yeah. So what we're saying is we need a Felix the Cat Oculus Rift game. <laughs> <laughs> so you could actually go into the bag. I, I think that when, when Cuphead <laughs> comes out, we'll get to see what a Felix the Cat game would look like. <laughs> That's the uh, you mean apart from the Felix the Cat games cartoon, that exist? amazing-looking thing, isn't it? That's the game I'm talking about, yeah. And oh, I, I forgot that there were Felix the Cat games that actually existed. I only assume they're going to be reviewers who look at Cuphead and go, well, the you know, there's a very grainy uh, effect on the animation here. It's, it's quite oh, subpar. I don't know why they didn't polish that up for the final release. <laughs> this game needs better anti-aliasing. That's what it means. <laughs> it's only 30 frames per second. <laughs> actually, I think Cuphead runs 60. Oh, nice. I don't care what it runs at as long as it always runs at the same amount. As long as it runs at looks like that game. Mm. <laughs> yes. I Indeed, I realize more and more with um with 2D games these days that are made using vectors, um either entirely vector-based images or uh like sprite body parts rigged to vectors. I would probably like a lot of them more if they didn't move <laughs> so smoothly. <laughs> like I've realized I have an affection for something that looks like hand-drawn animation much more than I do like there's just a it's I'm not saying it's a legitimate feeling or like necessarily something that's that's a good way to assess something but there's a cheapness to something made of vectors that moves very smoothly (laughs) and it's the weirdest thing it just it looks somehow more sincere if it looks like someone drew that shit (laughs) that's something that the uh, the UBR framework does really well it has those sort of vector sprites move, just not so much in a in an absolutely smooth fashion. Mm. Like they kind of move, they kind of move like they're layered, sort of. Yeah, more of the um, more of the games I find that obviously are using these techniques, but do it in a way that I do sort of like the look of, seem to come back to that Ubisoft engine. <laughs> so that's quite interesting. Like, um, the, like Valiant Hearts, The Great War, and 
Like that's what Ori was made well, in, wasn't it? No, no, that's a, that was a Microsoft. Yeah, my, yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, sorry, my bad. Yeah, which is apparently one of the reasons why Ori, for all of its prettiness, has compatibility issues, and for some people, just looks awful. Really? We, yeah, we are apparently the lucky segment of the population that got to play Ori that looks smooth. Oh, that's a tragedy. It's a real shame. I, I, I certainly had it lag on me a couple of times at key moments. Which I was not good times. I, but. I would assume being made for the Xbox One, it worked fine there. Yeah. And it has the whole, you know, um, you need an XNA controller or you're fucked. But then so does almost everything indie coming out on Steam that uses a controller these days. Because people are just like, mm-hmm. yeah, use, use the XNA framework. Everyone's got an Xbox controller, don't they? Fuck you. <laughs> I hate that. And don't get me wrong, I finally gave in and got a real controller because I was fucking sick of my Saints Row boss randomly punching pedestrians. <laughs> it was funny at first, How but it started be being a that? serious problem. <laughs> It did lead to occasionally punching, you know, friendly people. If it had happened in 4, I probably wouldn't have cared too much because they're all fake people anyway. But in 3, I felt quite bad. Like, yeah, you don't want to be a random no, no, pedestrian sorry, puncher. Sorry, pun- and you don't want to randomly... Punch a trunk and not control herself. <laughs> you don't want to randomly slug Matt Miller. Well, yes, uh, I <laughs> kind of... I don't really dislike Matt Miller, but I still, you know, he sort of does deserve a random slug now and then. <laughs> oh, I don't dislike him. One of, like, the, the the article that I wrote that has gotten the most attention is quite specifically about Matt Miller. Yeah. He's just... Doesn't mean I don't want to punch him in the back of the skull sometimes. I, I do occasionally want to stuff him into a locker until he stops whining. <laughs> <clears throat> I just, wow, it's not the whining I mind at all. It's when he gets cocky. <laughs> no, son. No. <laughs> Yeah. I like that we have this nice cross section where it's like, well, you know, I can't say nobody wants. I can't say nobody stops fighting. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Anyway. I, I will tolerate a great deal of <coughs> whining and or wussiness and or general fear or whatever. Uh, as long as it's not someone trying to brag about how much better than me they are. <laughs> like, as long as they respect my utter authority. <laughs> I'm playing the boss at this point, to be fair. Like no no you are going to be under my boot boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before Don't we take get to- it personally or anything. Before we get talking about pornography again, I think we've run out of podcast. <laughs> you are gonna be under my attractively shaped suede boot that goes with my bright purple saint steampunk suit. <laughs> so that was all for the podcast this week. Uh, that was Jeb. <laughs> That's been Fox. And that's been Talon. Tune in next week when hopefully all this porn talk will be out of our systems, apparently. Last night we got talking about Jupiter ascending, and, <laughs> and and the conversation around oh, yeah. ch- shirtless Channing Tatum is standing in front of Mila Kunis, and and the the conversation from a couple of friends was like I thought it was a really boring movie, and I was like yes, but this one moment is like the most perfectly sincere <laughs> moment I've ever seen in a big movie where Channing Tatum is like he's trying to go like no you probably you probably don't want to start a relationship with me you might be a bit weirded out. And he's like, I've got more in common with a dog than with you. And her immediate reaction is, but I love dogs.
And I'm just sitting there going, yeah, um, well, you, you probably don't want to start a relationship with me. You, you see, I run a home for lost puppies. <laughs> and there's, there's just going to be puppies everywhere. It'll be very complicated. Oh, oh, and and the, the chocolate truck crashed out the front. So the garage is just full of chocolate. <laughs> There'll be chocolate and puppies everywhere. Just everywhere. And, you know, we installed the new spa, so we, we have to go out and test the spa every night. <laughs> Look, there's a there's a there's a masseuse school next door that they keep coming over to practice, and you're getting a massage every single day. It's just it's so yeah. much, so much just going on. You're not gonna gonna you're not gonna want to get anywhere. The oiled near up this. young hunk school of masseuse keeps, <laughs> keeps sending their students. I don't know. It's like Sven is over every day doing his doing his <laughs> his, his studies. Oh, and you know he always wants to make cakes. You know he he's always cooking. He's always cooking. <laughs> there, there's always something. In... So yeah, this, this idea of your Channing Tatum shirtless going. Oh no, trust me, you don't want to jump my bones. Plus, don't you know... tell me what I don't want. <laughs> 